So, Chris Rea, the gravel-voiced singer uh, that some of you will remember, he wrote an ode to the M25, and uh, he called it The Road to Hell. But he wrote another one, uh, which is a, a beautiful song, and uh, he wrote this. He'd been watching the, the TV and, uh, with his daughter, and um, uh, they'd been seeing the... Do you remember the time when they were particularly conscious of the Romanian uh, children uh, born, and uh, they had AIDS right from the beginning? So right at the beginning of life, uh, their life was ending. And... Um, He'd be watching this with his daughter, who was very pained to see this. And uh, he wrote this. The little girl said to me, what are these things that I can see each night when I come home from school and mama calls me in for tea? On every night, a baby dies and every night a mama cries. What makes those men do what they do to make that person black and blue? Grandpa says they're happy now. They sit with God in paradise with angels' wings, and still somehow it makes me feel like ice. Tell me there's a heaven. Tell me that it's true. Tell me there's a reason why I'm seeing what I do. Tell me there's a heaven where all those people go. Tell me they're all happy now. Papa tells me it is so. And this beautiful vision of John on the island of Patmos is this basically saying there is some meaning to the life in the face of all the... I don't know what word to use here. At school I can get away with something that's a minor, minorly rude, but it's the, a word that basically means the stuff of life that is painful, that is difficult to look at, it's difficult to be part of. Okay, so when I leave a gap... Uh, uh, I don't mean like really rude, but you know, I mean, I just, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, and it's saying when we, when we saw that beautiful vision that I found on, on, on YouTube, and I'm so glad that YouTube was around in the beginning. Because where would we be if we couldn't see those incredible scenes um, from 2,000 years ago? Please tell me, says Chris Rear, that there's something outside of our human existence that makes life worthwhile and that can keep us going. John, in his vision, says this. Oh, just get the right book. Um, he says, I looked. And in the message translation, he says, and oh. And the first thing I want to say to us is we need those oh moments when we look with God in us and we look at a world that has gone crazy. When was your last oh moment? The problem is, for many of us, we have ah moments. When the stuff of life, when I say stuff, I mean the stresses and the, uh, uh, whether it's uh, finances or ambitions that have been spoilt, all sorts of things, um, we miss out on the oh moments. Because uh, we have these ah moments. Maybe the ah, the ah moments screaming, surely there is some meaning to life. And interestingly, Nadia mentioned about uh, uh, it's going to be an African-style service. Uh, 
<laughs> I thought that'd be great because I've been in some African-style services and they last a long time and the preacher goes on for hours. Uh, so maybe you want to temper that. Um, I was watching a program last night, uh, Belle, quite a beautiful one on, on Netflix, uh, and she's caught up in the slave ship story, the one where they dumped the, sea, uh, the slaves out into the sea, chained together, uh, so they could get the insurance money. It's a dreadful story. And, um, and I'll mention this because I'm thinking of some of those black slaves. That's why, do you remember all those Negro spirituals that you hear? Like, I've got a home in glory land. Because life here... <laughs> was just so that they need something to say life is, is good. I've got a home in glory land. It outshines the sun because look at the way uh, that we're being treated. And um, John has a Mark Verkler moment. No, many of us have appreciated those times when Mark in his teaching encourages us to listen and tune in to God. And he says, I was in the spirit and I heard someone saying to me, come up here and I'll show you what must take place after this. In the light of the stuff of life, Jesus says to us, come up here, walk in my spirit and see. See these things that is written in a language that we barely understand. It's kind of Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, the bit at the end of the Bond movies, isn't it? It's that kind of blow your mind with the incredibleness of what's going on here. But what we do know is that God is in here. Do you remember the days of holiday slides? You got invited round. And uh, in fact, we had, uh, my dad had an old-style projector. And uh, in those days, you didn't edit photos. You had to see the whole lot. And uh, so you had lots of uh, faces chopped off, and, uh, and uh, most of the slides were, were upside down. Uh, and uh, you, you, uh, nowadays it's much easier. You dump them all on Facebook, and you wait for people to like them. And then your feel-good factor goes up. John says, let me tell you about something incredible, something amazing. But it's not just a holiday, it's, it's forever. Am I right? Okay, we're going to go African here. Am I right? Okay, good start. Thank you. Verse 2 says, uh, looking to the throne. And in Revelation, 40 times we're encouraged to look to the throne. The key to my life and yours is to look to that throne in the light of the stuff that is happening. At this time of the year, teachers are filled with that sense of dread. I'm not expecting any sympathy because we get more than others get holiday. But it's that sense of, oh, it's an ah moment. Uh, maybe the opposite of some of you who've been done an amazing job over the uh, half-term break. <laughs> and you've got a <laughs> moment coming up. And you say goodbye uh, to, uh, to the children. But whatever your, is happening in your life at the moment, the encouragement here is to look to the throne. The one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. There's a whole lot of stuff on what these possibly represent. We don't know. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, 24 elders. I like to think that that's all the church. That's the church coming before Jesus, casting their crowns and realizing Jesus isn't really impressed with their, uh, with their doctrines or whatever. They just want a people coming before God going, wow. We've come to be with you. 
crowns of gold on their head, flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. Heaven is full of what's important to God. He's not like a, someone just wanting praise all the time. He created us, it says later, to enjoy us. So he just wants to hear us saying, thank you, God. Thank you for my circumstance. Um, full of colour, full of noise, full of variation. This is why our praise group and leaders and whatever you want to call them, they do a fantastic job because they're basically beckoning us in to worship. Is that right? Jess, in her singing, she said they had a lovely time uh, preparing the worship on, uh, on Wednesday. And they've just invited us to join them together today. And Jesus do does this here in Revelation. Um, some people complain that modern worship is very repetitive. It's good to get used to it. They never, <laughs> never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Now Steve comes and he says, I've got a new song. Great. And he says, this is it. I think we'd say, that's a great start, Steve. Uh, are there more lyrics? <laughs> really? It's great. Is there more? And he says, yeah, I've got verse two, he said. Copy and paste. It's the same ones. <laughs> verse through. And so on. I love it. They never stop saying, because God doesn't want us in all our sophistication, in all our long words and language. He wants to know that the belly, the heart is saying, Jesus, I want to be with you. I want to fall down before you on the throne. I want to lay my crowns. Now, Jason, he's got a longer song. You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and praise. You created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. That's it. Okay, so we've got a slightly longer song there, and that's all that needs to be said. Just like as fathers and mothers, do you need anything more sophisticated than dad, mum, thank you? So heaven is going to be absolutely amazing. And just like a good holiday guide, uh, John fills us in with what's going on. It's like they have their own soaking time. Taking time with God, isn't it? Letting those words and the noises and the sounds of the vision wash over them. That's why I've not gotten into an exegesis of what these words might be, because that's not what it's there for. It's there to blow our mind to say, thank you, God. Thank you that uh, uh, you welcome me there. We lay our crowns down, and it says there, by your will. Paul, you're here because God wanted you here. Isn't that what it says? Kirsten, God enjoys you being here. He had you in mind when he created creation. Pat, you're a one-off. Just like all of us, created for us to be here. Isn't that beautiful? Now, I'm going to jump here because of time. So we've got this vision before us to encourage us, and we need to keep this vision before us. Any of you involved in PCC, DCC, the, oh, I can't remember all the acronyms, uh, do you want to shorten your meetings? <laughs> 
I think that's meant to be rhetorical. Anyway, well, the answer is this. <laughs> we just spend time before God. Okay? So try it this next time you've got a meeting. Spend 20 minutes just with God in, in praise, worship, prayer. Doesn't matter. Loud, quiet, soft, however you want to do it. Because then the things of earth become just that little bit more clear. And, uh, and I say this. I know I'm a big gob. I know I like to mouth it. And uh, I have to learn to be quiet and just say, God, you have your way and you show us. Now, I find this fascinating because the person in the Church of England that put these readings together, he put this reading together with what Melvin said to us in uh, Luke chapter 8. So keep that vision of heaven in mind. I, I, I love this. This is incredible. Here we go. Sorry, is it Luke 8? Luke 8, sorry. It's a... Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it, that's it. Sorry, I've jumped so much, but... I, I, uh... Okay, let's go to Luke instead. That's, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be good, that'll be good. Okay, right. Right, right, okay, okay. So, you've got your vision of heaven, um, and the problem is that lots of stuff gets in the way, doesn't it? So, don't see God clearly. All right? So Jesus, they get into the boat, and Jesus falls asleep. And they probably thought, that's lovely. That's lovely. Jesus needs his sleep. And um, so the disciples got to doing what we do, which was start to worry and think about the plans and the to-do lists and, uh, and, uh, and all that stuff. And uh, after a while, uh, there's a squall. Now, just to show you, I've done some research Okay, the squall says, uh, it says here, uh, it was situated, the area they were in, it was in a basin surrounded by mountains, okay? So it was susceptible to sudden violent storms, okay? Cool, I like this bit. Cool air from the Mediterranean is drawn down through the narrow mountain passes and clashes with the hot, humid air lying over the lake, okay? Basically, what that's saying is you get quite a few storms. Okay, that's, that, that, that's all. But in our lives... We get those moments, don't we? When we get clashes of things that might be good, but they're all at the wrong time, or they call it a perfect storm, and those storms might be finance or health or emotional stuff that's going on, uh, a clash of priorities. When you sit down and you've got your for and against column, what do I do? How big? Should I colour those ones because they're more important than those? Or are those ones more selfish than those? And you can end up with lots of charts of trying to make a decision. What do I do here? And uh, the wind and the waves are often used in the Bible as uh, examples of the, of the stresses and the stuff of life. They felt very conscious of, of the power of, of nature. And that's why Jesus has put this story. And even nowadays, when we've got nice, safe, warm homes mostly, uh, we still get, especially in other countries with our TV, we see tsunamis and earthquakes, and we see the power of nature. Okay, so what does Jesus do about this? Um, they wake him up. Now, this is what a key is. I think the key is, it's not Jesus. Um, could you help us here? Uh, uh, Jesus, we've got a meeting happening, um, and uh, we'd like your wisdom on this. Um, it's the panic thing that I think it kind of worries him. Master, master, we're going to drown. According to our human logic, we see 
Going into the water, drowning, dying, is not looking good. Okay? They didn't ask him. They said, uh, Jesus, or maybe they didn't even ask him for a geography lesson on these uh, squalls and beautiful, uh, you know, uh, hot air and all that sort of stuff. They panicked, which, of course, is like us often, isn't it? We lose sight of Jesus in charge of the stuff going on. Um, We referred last week to the the song, uh, With Jesus in the Boat, You Can Smile at the Storm. And no, we're not singing it, um, but we're going to practice smiling at the storm because we're thinking of the revelation of Jesus welcoming us into his presence and giving some perspective to our lives. But Jesus gets up, he rebukes the wind and the waters and says, where is your faith? So I don't think he's saying, I, I don't want questions, but I think he's, he's saying, why were you panicking? In fear and amazement, they asked one another, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. Are you battered by the forces of what's going on round and about you? Events, people stuff, health stuff, ambition stuff, or just endless bad news. We've had a year when, um, and some of that was linked into with yourselves, we lost a lot of people. And the ongoing effect in myself, I've not had to deal with this really in my life so far, it's just been one of disappointment. And oh, and you start hearing about, you know, you get, oh, my wife says, oh, uh, have you heard about blah? And you start to assume, oh no, that blah is, is, is going to be bad news. Now I'm going to have to shape up because I'm only in the latter stages of midlife crisis, Mark 4. So I, I, I may have, according to average, 20, 25 years left, which could make me a miserable, whinging, you know, kind of person to be around. So I am going to have to shape up on this one too. And revelation is going to keep me shaped up. Looking to that, to the one that says, come and see. To the one who says, I will give you a all moment rather than a ah moment. Let's have some of the pain there. That's right. And how wonderful that is that Jesus wants to do this. Do this. So we've got this vision of heaven. And yes, there will still be the waves and the winds. And still Jesus saying, where is your faith? To which I think you turn around and say, it's in you. You know, kind of, kind of idea. So we can rest in the boat. And your boat may be crashing from side to side at the moment. It may be tossed to and fro. But you could keep your eyes on heaven and in year, as I say, in many cultures, heaven has been, because life is so bad, it's what kept, kept people going. Now, last week, um, Pat treated us to one of the sayings we used to say a lot, and it's this. Um, pie in the sky, when you die, slice on your plate while you wait. That idea of heaven is then, and we, everything in our lives is geared towards it, but it's also the now, the now and the not yet. And we get little tasters of heaven. So with Jess and the band, as they were leading us in worship, we're not saying that was Revelation 4. But we're saying it's a taster of what is to come. And when we enjoy fellowship and, uh, and care and people being prayed for you, 
That's a taster of things to come. And when someone asks you a question, it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you for asking that question. Uh, uh, it's a taster of things to come. Um, question. Are you interested? Do you want to go there? That's not rhetorical. Do you want to go to our vision of heaven? Are we sure? Are we convinced? Okay. Um, do, you know, do you know you're going there? Okay. Can you be certain that you're going there? Okay. And how can you be certain? Moving into dangerous territory here. A bit of uh, feedback response here. Uh, how can you know for sure that you're going to go there? Okay. Rowdy ones over here. Let's hear you. So, sorry. Faith and trust. Yeah, yeah, God says so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you want a further Bible study, this lot here particularly, they're, 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 they're hot on the topic. Now, what do we do now? Uh, well, we're going to, fin- we're going to, um, we're going to move into a time uh, where our Levites, our people in charge of praise, uh, lead us, um, and people will be praying for us. And I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to do it myself. My prayer is, God, so many times the uh, of life is there rather than the oh moments. And, uh, and that's going to be my prayer. It might not be long and, you know, long and drawn out. It might be just be someone, yes, Giles, keep your mind fixed on Jesus, fixed on heaven, and um, it doesn't mean all the stuff goes away, but we see it in the, the perspective uh, that it is. Always remembering, revelation, come on. Come on in. Not come on down, but come on in and see heaven as it is. So I'm just going to invite the, uh, the band up as they lead us to do that. And uh, want to encourage you to take the, the moments that I saved by cutting on the sermon, in, in more importantly, in, in just coming to God. And enjoying that revelation, enjoying the love of the Father, enjoying the love of the Father in the workplace as well. You take that, uh, working, retirements, everything that you are doing. Uh, let's just give to Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you that you welcome us into your place. And we thank you that this is a foretaste of heaven, a foretaste of what is to come. And Lord, we want to thank you for your invitation. And we thank you that if we believe and trust in you, then we can know that we're going to this incredible place. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.